Welcome to the Free Retiree Show. My name is Lee Michael Murphy. I've been in wealth management for the last 10 years right in the heart of the Silicon Valley. People have always asked me, how do I achieve financial independence? And while the financial world wants you to believe it's as simple as investing your money, I'm here to tell you it's a small piece of the puzzle. I've seen four consistent factors in the people that have achieved financial independence. One, they excel in their career. Two, they manage their money properly. Three, they're able to avoid devastating financial mistakes. They can see through the BS. And lastly, they understand they need to learn from the best, the people that have achieved success in their career and their finances. Join us on our journey as we learn how to become free retirees. Ladies and gents, welcome into your favorite podcast, talking all things career, money, and business. I'm your host, Wealth Manager Lee Michael Murphy, and I'm alongside interview coach and Silicon Valley mentor, Sergio Patterson. What is up, everyone? And we are also alongside Silicon Valley's favorite attorney, Matthew McElroy. What's going on? Thank you for tuning into a business and thought leader edition of the Free Retiree Show. This is the part of our show that I very much enjoy because we get to interview amazing people that have done amazing things in their business and their career. And for today's interview, we have a wonderful one for you guys. We have internet sensation and the queen of healthy cookie dough, Erica Rankin. Erica is the founder and CEO of Brodo. Actually, guys, I'm going to say Brodo. I think that's how Erica would want me to say it. I don't know. We'll ask her when she comes on for her interview, but we're gonna say, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say editor, edit that out. Hey, hey, shut your mouth. I, I think Erica <laughs> is gonna actually Erica is gonna ask me to be a spokesperson. You shut your mouth, Sergio. So Brodo is a consumer packaged goods company that sells a healthier version of everyone's beloved binging treat, cookie dough. Erica's cookie dough company has been getting glowing reviews. And the thing that I love about her journey is even though she hasn't been at it for a long amount of time, she's been able to connect with people and build an army of fans that love her product and love her. So Serge, I know that you've seen Erica online a bunch of times and she was someone that crossed your radar. Why do you think she's been able to be so successful in her small business? Yeah, I think, you know, I guess, like you said, I, I saw her on LinkedIn and I think because she's so transparent with everything she posts and her journey, it just, She's been able to connect with people the right way. And then obviously the product's amazing. I mean, I think she blew up on TikTok. It's like a healthy alternative, that sort of thing. But I think why she's like connecting with people is because she's her authentic self online. Yeah, 100% agree. And, you know, Maddie, you and I, back in the day, we used to work at GNC, Rep and General Nutrition Center. What, what? Yeah, this is, a, this is a miracle product for you, right? This is that God's answers to your prayers. I am going to ask Erica if I go on a total 100% diet of Brodo, if I will lose my pot belly and get ripped again. So, uh, you know, right now, you know, my physical fitness and my belly are just not doing well. So I'm hoping Brodo can change that around for me. But uh, Matt, you excited about the cookie dough? Yeah, yeah. Can't wait till it gets out here to the U.S. To, uh, so we can buy some. Yeah, yeah. This is kind of up our alley. We used to be, you know, back in the day, we were pros going to the gym and buying all the stuff from GNC. It's kind of a, it's kind of fun time in our lives. But maybe we can get back into that. Um, so we're gonna go to a quick break. Uh, before we do so, make sure you like our show, share us on Facebook, LinkedIn, 
And also, if you have questions, financial-related, career-related, legal-related, make sure you send them to ask at pre-retiree.com. We're going to take a quick break, but when we're back, we are sitting down with the queen of cookie dough, Erica Rankin. Welcome back into the pre-retiree show. We are here with the one, the only, Erica Rankin. Erica, how are you doing this morning? I'm fired up. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, the queen of cookie dough. How can our interviews get any better right now? I mean, Erica, tell everyone. I gave a little intro about Brodo. And you know, like if you want to hire me as your spokesperson, I'm totally here. Let me let the, let the guys know I, I'm saying it correct or incorrect. I don't know. We'll throw it out there. But like, tell us about Brodo. Tell us about the name. Love to hear it. Yeah, so my name is Erica. I'm the founder and CEO of Brodo, which is a 100% vegan protein-infused, better-for-you edible cookie dough. Contains an average of five grams of plant-based protein per serving, approximately 10 ingredients, and it's based out of Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. And I launched it in 2019. And where did the name Brodo come from? So it's a play on words. Um, I've been in the fitness community for several years. I competed in multiple bodybuilding competitions in 2018, and it's kind of one of those like, do you even lift, bro? saying so i kind of took that bro <laughs> and uh, added it into bro dough so it's literally what it is it is um protein infused cookie dough for bros that is awesome and going back to if you would like me to be a spokesperson and if i'm saying it correctly i mean is that how i say bro dough or is it bro dough you can say it however you want <laughs> all right all right so guys i was partially correct right you, yeah, you might have to hit the weights again if you want to be a spokesperson though just oh this is true <laughs> well all about, it's all about image, Lee. <laughs> brand image, brand image. That's what we've been learning. <laughs> so Erica, tell us, how did you come up with this idea of, you know, a healthy cookie dough? You're, you were in the fitness industry, your uh, fitness model. So, I mean, cookie dough is the enemy of the fitness industry. How did you, how'd you end up going there? Yeah, so I've always been extremely passionate about better for you foods. Um, when I decided to compete in 2018, like I have the biggest sweet tooth ever and a lot of my favorite things I could no longer enjoy because of the calories, the sugar, high carbs, high fats. So I started manipulating um, my favorite recipes and posting them on Instagram and uh, they gained a lot of traction. A lot of people liked them and recreated them and I actually got messages from people asking if I would ever sell them. So that kind of got the wheels turning in my head and then a few years later after a trip to Asia, after meeting a ton of entrepreneurs, I was inspired to launch an improved version of a nostalgic treat because um, I kind of looked at the Canadian market and we don't have my product here. So I created it. What made you choose, you know, cookie dough over the traditional protein bar or something like that? I think I wanted to be a disruptor in the market here, um, similar to Smart Sweets. So she, Tara Bosch is the founder of Smart Sweets and it's basically an improved version of candy. It's lower in sugar, more calorie friendly, like macro friendly, higher quality candy. So I kind of wanted to do that with cookie dough. And uh, for me, like it, again, it's such a nostalgic treat. Like my um, neighbor's mom was a baker, like growing up, we would always go over 
there and eat it by the bowl and I would go home and feel so sick. Even at school, like across the street from my high school, there was a grocery store and my friends and I would go there on our lunch break and buy like a, a roll of it. Like not even the kind you're supposed to eat raw, like with eggs and butter and sugar and all those things. And we would just sit on the curb in the sun in the summer and just fist it and eat all of it and then go back to class and I would have like a sugar crash and I would feel so terrible afterwards. So kind of bringing back that nostalgic treat, but improved. And um, like my company's mission is to create a world where someone can eat an entire jar of cookie dough and still feel good about themselves. This is all Lee. This is why you want this. Is, this it all makes sense now. It all makes sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Lee, Lee really I, does I, I want plan to this. <laughs> Erica, can you take us back to like the kind of your aha moment? Where like, you know, obviously you're still early in, the, in your journey, but like you've got something going here. When did you know this was like a real thing for you? potential business i guess getting sales maybe because before it was kind of like a side hustle and i didn't really spend a whole lot of time on it like when i first launched it was a lot of like sitting and waiting and like hoping someone would buy my product that wasn't a family member or a friend <laughs> so i guess when i started having those sales and then i had it had stores reaching out to me and i guess people were actually posting and enjoying my product i was like like okay this is actually something that people like and people want. And my sales just started increasing. And I realized, okay, like it's going to take off. The demand is there. And also in the States too, it's a proven concept. Like they're protein cookie doughs in the States um, and they do really well. And in Canada, like we didn't have one. So I took a proven concept and brought it here. You know, going through your journey, what would you say was one of the, the bigger speed bumps or harder obstacles that you faced? Was it, you know, the logistics, shipping, you know, making the product? What, what was kind of a, a hurdle that you had to get through that you maybe weren't expecting? Yeah, so I would say maybe it's it's been hard being a solo founder, not gonna lie. And like, you have to constantly switch hats. So trying to just fully understand things and like, I don't have capital to hire really a lot of people to cover areas that I'm not really great at. So kind of just learning how to take on different things like marketing and and even like networking, like I went like eight or nine months into my business without even using LinkedIn. Like I never used it. I saw no need for it. Um, and then a friend told me, he's like, yo, like get on there. It's going to change your life. Like you need to get on there. And it makes sense to me because I was kind of in this, like, like my, my wheels were spinning and I wasn't getting anywhere and I was working in the business and instead of on the business and I didn't know how to grow it. So I was kind of like trying to figure out like who can help me grow this? Where do I find them? Like I don't really have any friends in my circle who can help me. Like they're they all work for the government. They're not entrepreneurs. So I think a big hurdle for me was just putting myself out there and reaching out to other founders and people who are experienced in CPG and can kind of help me grow it. Um, because again, like I'm a very introverted person. So kind of like breaking down those walls and putting myself out there and asking for help, that was something that I struggled with at first. But now I realize like you you need people to help you to grow your business. Yeah, 100%. One of the things you just said right now was that you were you know, spent too much time working in the business rather than on it. And I, I think that's one of the probably the biggest traps that, you know, new entrepreneurs fall into is that they think they have to keep, you know, you know, busting their butt and trading their time for money in the business when sometimes they need to step back and, you know, focus on, okay, how do I grow this? How do I you know, work on the business itself? Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. And I, yeah, this, these past few weeks, now that like my sales have been increasing, I'm kind of learning. I'm like, okay, what can I like offload? What is a big time suck that I no longer need to do? Like, for example, like deliveries, I would spend like six hours a week driving deliveries around all over Ottawa. And now I've offloaded and I have drivers for that. And it's the best feeling ever to have that free time. <laughs> One thing I think that really stands out about what you're doing. And I think 
what makes you a huge success story for any small business is the your ability and how you've gone about connecting online with people. I think, you know, a lot of times when you see a business on social media, they're like, buy this, you know, sign up here. And, you know, sometimes they have a little bit of success with that, but you have literally given people a window into what you experience every single day from the beginning to the present. And I think it's a, it's genius. Uh, when, how has that worked out for you? And when did you realize that you were going to give people such a clear view into your journey? Yeah, that has kind of been my goal from day one is to just be as transparent as I possibly can be. Um, because for me, like I really struggled again, like before I even went on LinkedIn or started networking or talking to other founders, like I would have all these bad things happen to me um, as they do in every business. Like it's inevitable. You have bad days, you have good days. Um, but I kind of was playing victim and I was like, boohoo, why is this happening to me? Like no one else is going through this. Like this person just closed around X amount of dollars for fundraising. They got into these stores, but then they don't show you all the other stuff that goes on behind closed doors that necessarily like they don't want people knowing about. Right. So for me, I guess just like putting not only like the highs, but the lows out there as well, I think has really, really helped me. And it resonates with a lot of people because then they know, okay, like she goes through this too. Like I'm not alone. And I've actually had a lot of people reach out to me and they're like, thank you so much for being so transparent. Like I really appreciate it. And I'm at the beginning stage of my business and I see what you went through and I'm kind of powering through that right now. So I think just like being able to inspire people or motivate people, like it, it's, it's really nice for me to see. And I never really realized how big of an impact that I had on others with the things that I put out there. So it's, it's pretty cool. Showing the lows is so important right now. And especially on LinkedIn, a lot of people are like, Oh, all I see is like, I'm now accepting this new position at Gilroy or at, at Google. Right. Mm -hmm. Versus like the 37 rejections that came before that. So I think the more people can do that, the more like you're going to connect with your audience. Love it. hundred percent. Yeah, one video that I love, I don't know if this makes me a terrible person, but you had a video, I think it was some months ago, and you are like crying, like your eyes are puffy. <laughs> it's like, it's like, you know, like crying, like, <gasps> like you know, heaving, puffy eyes, and you're, you have this video of like, yeah, this, this is like sometimes what business is like. I mean, one, kudos to you for, you know, being able to be, you know, like we said, so transparent and really kind of give the story of how the business journey is. But, you know, I got to ask you, before you put that video up, you're like, <laughs> it wasn't your best image. Obviously, you're, you're very pretty, you know, you're well put together. But the videos I saw were like, oh, my gosh, this is a hot mess right now. Like, what went through your mind before you're like releasing that sort of video? Uh, when I was making it, even when I was recording it like that, I know what one you're talking about. And I was in my car and I was doing delivery. Yes. Like everything was going wrong. Like people weren't giving me buzzer numbers. They weren't answering their phones. I was driving out to the middle of nowhere and they weren't answering. So that was one of those hard days. And then yeah, a bunch of emails coming in and even recording it in that moment, I'm like, God, this is, this is not a good time for me. Like I'm not, I'm not my regular self and this isn't how people normally see me, but I think it's important to put that out there. Right. Cause again, like it, it happens, you have those hard days. And even before I posted it, like when I first got on LinkedIn, I didn't know if there was like proper LinkedIn etiquette. I'm like, am I allowed to put TikToks on here? Is that not professional? Or can I post like a fun video on here? Are people going to be like, 
shame on you. Like, what are you doing posting that? So um, I guess just like overcoming that. And now I just, I don't second guess it when I put stuff out there because usually like it resonates with a lot of people. And um, again, like it helps me like build a following and I connect with people that I normally would have never connected with because they see those things and they're like, wow, like I just had that day like a few days ago and it's nice to know that I'm not the only one going through that. So I'm okay with putting myself out there on the internet crying if it helps at least one person. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly. (laughs) It's great. It's absolutely wonderful. I mean, not that not that you're crying, but obviously, yeah. you know, <laughs> you know, just that, that you're that you're able to put the story out there. Um, Erica, you mentioned uh, you mentioned TikTok. Can you talk to us about that viral moment you had on TikTok where it all kind of blew up and really kind of jump started everything? Oh, it was such a weird time. This was last week too. This was like last wednesday or thursday i don't even know um and it's funny because like the even with linkedin like the content that i put the most time and effort into performs the worst honestly it always works that way this tiktok i think it was like tuesday night or wednesday night at like 11 p.m before i went to bed i put it together in maybe like 15 seconds i just it was a collab of like all these videos of just like the product being mixed in the mixer in the kitchen and i have my notifications turned off on linkedin or on uh, tiktok so I went to bed and then I woke up the following day. I went about my day, like worked out and I was getting all of these random Instagram follows like out of nowhere and like all these comments and all these likes. And I was like, where are these people coming from? It was so weird to me. And then I opened up TikTok and then my video had like a hundred thousand views. And then it just, and then it had 200,000 views and then it had almost 300,000 views and I got like 5,000 followers and um, all of these comments. And then the orders might've just heard my, the, the cha-ching noise from my phone for Shopify. It's just like, Ching, 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 and I'm like, oh, I'm like, uh oh, <laughs> like uh, I have to check my inventory. <laughs> so I like was scrambling and like trying to like make sure I had enough product and stuff. And they just kept coming in, and it was like 150 orders plus um, within like 24 hours. And then they just kept coming and coming and coming. And then all these emails from angry Americans are like, why can't you ship here? <laughs> so, <laughs> was that me? It was me. It was me. <laughs> dumb, angry American. Yeah. Yeah. So it was it was a really cool feeling for me. And I was like, wow, so this is what it feels like. But uh, yeah, like I had my friend come over on the weekend and she just helped me fold boxes. And then I spent maybe like... I don't know, 15 hours, just like packing orders. And then I brought them to FedEx and UPS and they're like, they know who I am. They're like, Oh, it's the Brodo girl with my weight <laughs> full of orders. And I'm like, <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. So let's talk about the product. Why is yours? And I, I it's an obvious question, but like, let's get into the details of what you're putting into the product. Some of the ideas you had behind these creations why are you so much better than Toll House cookie dough or like one of the, you know, the ones, the longstanding cookie dough brands that have been the go-to, like, what are you doing that's different? What are you putting in the product that's going to help make people live healthier lives? Keep fitness first. I think just like the overall quality of it. First off, like when I was creating the recipe and the formula, like in my kitchen and throwing things in my bowl, like before I did that, I like went to the grocery store and was like looking at like the ingredient deck on like every single like, cookie dough out there and I was like okay like what can I replace like instead of like white white bleached flour I'll use a wheat flour um instead of granulated sugar I'll use other like plant-based sweeteners I won't have butter in it um I think like one thing that is really important is like the plant-based quality or the component of my product because that's kind of the way the world is going a lot of people are now like kind of transitioning over like not necessarily to a completely vegan lifestyle um but more plant-based so 
everything in my product is plant-based or vegan. Um, like there's no butter, the protein powder that I have in there, like that added protein creates a more balanced nutritional profile. Like there's an average of five grams of protein per serving. Whereas in regular cookie dough, there's zero or one gram. Um, and often like regular cookie dough also is packed with sugar. Um, so my product has half the amount of sugar and it comes from organic turbinado sugar, which is a more natural, less processed sugar instead of the white granulated sugar. And then I also use um, natural sweeteners like stevia, um, which is zero calorie and extracted from the natural stevia leaf and uh, a pea fiber syrup as well, which is a sweetener extracted from peas. The other thing I noticed was, I, you may have mentioned this, I could have missed it, but there's no eggs. And I think that no eggs part really stood out to me. My daughter, she's, she's allergic to egg whites and it's impossible to find anything sweet for her to eat because everything has eggs. Yeah. So I'm like going to be your number one customer once this comes to the States, just to give her that feeling of being able to eat cookie dough. Yeah, it's so true. Like there is really eggs and everything. Um, and that's one thing that I, I'm like, okay, hey, how can I, the, I guess the one problem too, like with cookie dough, like when you bake it, like you have to have a binding agent in there to like really make cookies. And it's hard to like, recreate that without eggs so with my product like you can bake it but it doesn't make it like the actual like chewy like gooey cookie that you're normally used to eating it's more like a crunchy on the outside and then like chewier on the inside um but what's really cool with my product is you can eat it in like so many different ways like you can microwave it i've had people make like truffles out of it like roll it into balls and like dip it in melted chocolate um put it on like toast, put it in their oatmeal, put it on ice cream. If you really want to, to hit that sugar, sugar craving. Um, yeah. He's taking notes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Erica, how much brodo can I eat a day without getting fat? You could eat a jar if you wanted to, but I mean, it's not necessarily low calorie. <laughs> it's an improved version of cookie dough. So, I mean, yeah, it's still, I think a calorie, there's 12 servings in a jar and each serving is like around a hundred ish calories. You still need to move Lee, like go yeah. for a walk, like eat, eat a whole jar and then go for a walk around the you block. Could, like be on the treadmill <laughs> and just like, you know, I'm totally going to be that. I'm going to, I'm going to totally be that person. I'm going to be like walking slowly on the treadmill, a scoop of Brodo. It's going to watch the pound just fall off. <laughs> I watch Shark Tank a lot. And did you see the Shark Tank with the similar product? Did you see the episode? There's been a couple um, different brands. I think there's Dope, and then there's another one, um, Cookie Dough Cafe. I think, yeah, that was one of them. And they, I think it's similar to yours, but like, I don't think it's vegan. I was just curious, like, do you envision yourself ever trying to go down that path of getting on a show like Shark Tank? Yeah, I'm seeing a lot of brands similar to yours, like trying to go down that path. Yeah, so with Shark Tank, Canadians can't audition for that, but there's an, a Canadian version um, called Dragon's Den, and I've auditioned twice. So I auditioned last year, I auditioned this year, and I had a call with the producers, actually. And I don't think I was chosen. I have a friend who got chosen, but um, I guess they, one of the things they said, they're like, we love you, your story, but you don't have a ton of sales and you're a pretty new business. So like maybe in a year, like you can come back once things yeah. are kind of finalized and I'm in the market. Um but I actually had one of the dragons, like the investors from the show reach out to me and I sent him samples and he's interested in the product, which I thought was pretty cool. What? That's, that's cool. awesome. Good for that's you. very cool. Yeah. That's a way to like jump to the next level really quickly. Right. Yeah. I thought it was cool. That's awesome. Congrats on that. Thank you. Yeah. We're rooting for you. Thanks. Yeah. I appreciate it. When is it going to go to Lee Murphy? I mean, when is it going to hit the U S particularly San Jose, California? 
I know, I know, I know. It's so hard for me too. Like I think being a founder and like, uh, there's so much opportunity in the States. Like I love Canada, but the market is so much bigger in America. And like I f- the demand is like higher there for sure. But like, I really, really need to like master the Canadian market because I'm in like five stores right now. And they're like mom and pop shops that I personally like deliver my product to. Like I roll up in my car and I'm like, here you go. Here's your order. This year is like the year of growing and scaling. And we have all these plans. And I just redid my business plan for like the next year or two years. Um, I have a growth partner now and we're going to get out into retail stores in Canada, like across the country. And uh, I'm going to try to start direct to consumer as well to the States later this year, um, see how that goes over. And then eventually we'll hit retail stores. That sounds awesome. You're telling us there's a chance. You're saying there's a chance. There's More than a chance. Patience is a virtue, my friend. <laughs> yeah, we're going to need a message on LinkedIn when that happens. <laughs> uh, yeah, I will for sure announce it on there. Um, yeah, yesterday, like, I was going to post, like, uh, Brodo is now available in the States for an April Fool's joke, but I was like, no, I, I'm not. You're so that. upset. <laughs> don't want angry. You don't want angry Americans. <laughs> What about your upbringing, Erica? Like, um, how did that kind of influence your journey as an entrepreneur? Uh, we have a lot of people, you know, come on and sometimes, you know, they have parents who are entrepreneurs or was there anything that kind of sparked that from the way you were brought up? Not necessarily. I never really envisioned myself being an entrepreneur until, yeah, the end of 2018, early 2019, when I went traveling um, and was kind of exposed to people who were entrepreneurs but yeah, I grew up in, I have a sister, my parents worked traditional, like nine to five jobs. Um, growing up, I was like huge, huge academic, like I would get A's and performed really well in school, got my BA in psychology, um, extremely hardworking, like I worked on horse farms for most of my life. Um, that that was, yeah, I think that was one of the really great things that I, I guess, brought over into entrepreneurship is like my discipline and that hardworking, um, I guess, skill set. But uh, yeah, I was never really exposed to it, especially being in a small town. Like everyone worked like the regular, regular nine to five job. How did you get into the fitness scene? So that would be, I think in university, um, my roommate, she competed in bodybuilding and she would always go to the gym and I kind of took an interest into fitness and I'm a very extreme and competitive person. So if I do something, I want to do it all in and I want to do it the best that I can. Um, so I started training and then I was like, okay, how can I take this to the next level? And I was like, okay, I'm going to compete. So I prepped for like a year and a half. I had a coach, I competed in two shows. Um, and then after that, I kind of was like, I hit that milestone and I was going through like an existential crisis. And I was like, okay, what am I going to do now? Like, what is, what is the next level up from this? Like, am I going to stay in fitness or am I going to like pursue something else? Like I need to have a goal in mind to work towards. Um, so that's when I went, I went backpacking for like four months and I met entrepreneurs and that's where I got like the inspiration to launch my own business. Cool. Where'd you go backpacking? So I went to Southeast Asia. Um, I went to Thailand went to Malaysia, Singapore, and Indonesia. Cool. You went in 2018? Yeah. So I went in 2018 in November and I was only supposed to stay for like a month. Um, and then I, I fell in love with it and I just kept pushing my plane ticket back and I ended up staying for like three months. I didn't come home for Christmas. I didn't come home for my birthday. Um, it was really weird having a Christmas in Asia, but it, it was a really great experience for sure. That's funny. Me, me and Lee were actually in Thailand and what was it? Was it October or November 2018? October. October. Okay. Yeah. Where'd you go? Uh, we went, where'd we go? We went to Bangkok, Pattaya, and 
Yeah, I think that was it actually. Yeah. Nice. It's fun trip though. Yeah, just yeah, traveled around, went to Muay Thai gyms, and saw the all the touristy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Thailand's great. You got your fancy yeah. suits too, Matt, didn't you? Get like oh, yeah. suits. <laughs> yeah. I love, my, suits. I, love, I love my Thailand suits. Yeah. <laughs> Thirty dollars a suit. <laughs> yeah. So Erica, uh, going to where you're at right now, and then getting to that place that you want to be. Like, how do you plan to get to the next level? Like right now, you're you've done a great job of creating some awareness of what you're doing. You're having success by getting your product in stores. What is the next level for you to like scale the business? Because right now, like you're, I see all your videos. I see your pictures. You're like, you're getting orders. You're swamped. Like you're having success, but you're like, you're only, you know, basically a solo entrepreneur. So for you, what's the next step to break the challenges that you're experiencing currently? Um, I, I posted about this today, but it's like uh, automate, eliminate and delegate. And I guess just kind of like letting go of certain things. Like I'm getting a VA, like a virtual assistant, um, social media manager. Um, I'm starting to build out a team. Like I'm looking at like my weak points and I'm like, okay, who can I bring to my team that can, I guess, support those weak points and bring those, I guess, skill sets in that I'm not necessarily like an expert in. Like for example, retail and building out like a profit and loss statement and, um, all those different things that I'm not really educated or well-versed in. Um, I have a growth partner now and he is like a mentor essentially. And he's sitting in on with like different meetings. We're talking to co-manufacturers. So to level up, I kind of have to understand that I can't do this forever. I can't make it forever. I can't market it forever. Like I have to start building out a team um, in order for me to continue to work on like the op side of the business and really grow it. Um, so yeah, the next level up would be to launch nationally. And to do that, I have to find a co-manufacturer. I have to have a distributor and uh, we're kind of bringing all those pieces together and uh hopefully by the end of the summer um i should be launched across canada that's amazing i think you're gonna have a ton of success uh thank you for you know coming on our show today and giving us all this insight like uh for the canadians you know that can order right now and then maybe the americans in the future where should they go to find out and put their orders in yeah so it's just brodo.ca is the website you can order there and then our instagram is brodo canada Awesome. Well, thank you for coming on our show. You've been listening to the Free Retiree Show. So long for now. Securities offered through Securities America Incorporated. Member of FINRA, www.finra.org. SIPC, www.sipc.org, a separate entity. Lee Michael Murphy is licensed with the California Department of Insurance, license 0H18660. Lee Michael Murphy is a investment advisor representative with Securities America Advisors, a registered investment advisor. The Free Retiree, Securities America Advisors, and Securities America Incorporated are separate entities. Career Advisor Sergio Patterson, Attorney Matt McElroy are not affiliated with Securities America Advisors or Securities America Incorporated. Securities America Advisors, Securities America Incorporated, and its representatives do not provide tax or legal advice. Therefore, it's important to coordinate with your tax or legal advisor regarding your specific situation. The content heard in this podcast is not intended to be tax, investment, or legal advice and is intended as general guidance only. You should contact your own tax advisor, financial advisor, or attorney to answer questions about your specific situation or needs before acting upon this information. 
third-party source information or comments are not verified, may not be accurate, and are not necessarily representative of all client or audience experience. A portion of this event was paid by a third party. The opinions of career advisor Sergio Patterson do not reflect the opinions of LinkedIn Incorporated or Microsoft Corporation. The opinions of attorney Matt McElroy do not reflect the opinions of Castaneda and company.